So guys, it's July, here we are. It's time to go camping. It's time to go hit the beaches, hit the mountains. And the best way to do that is in an RV from Mike Thompson RV. So hit Mike Thompson up, MikeThompson.com. Right, Brandy? Right. <laughs> really enthusiastic. Very there, enthusiastic. So, uh, didn't want to wake you up over there, Brandy. Sorry <laughs> about that. So today, uh, we, have a, we have a wonderful guest, uh, a friend of mine that uh, uh, is a legend. Uh, that goes without saying. Um, you don't have to call me a legend. Well, I have to. Come on. Um, I'm sure this says I'm a legend. Anybody seen that movie uh, Top Gun? No, uh-uh. Negative. Mm -mm. Back in the day? Never heard of her. Never heard of it? Mm -mm. Well, there was a song in that. What was the name of that song? You've lost that love and feeling. You've lost that love and feeling. You've done that before, Brandy, right? It's happened to me at a bar. (laughs) I think it's a bar. You're laughing. I'm not kidding. (laughs) Hey, so guys, we have an amazing amazing guest today besides Brandy, of course. (laughs) There's there's Troy. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, um... Welcome, Mr. Bill Medley. Bill, how you doing, brother? Hey, hey. Hammer, how you feeling? I'm doing good. Feeling good, man. Feeling real uh, good that you're here. Uh, well, I'm. Um, I've been on the road a lot, and so I look a little road weary, but I'm. Oh, I'm you look good. beautiful, brother. Oh, that well, because you got <laughs> glasses on. Hey, man. <laughs> talk about beauty. Here it that. is, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, Bill, I got to thank you. Uh, uh, you're here with your lovely daughter, McKenna. And I uh, know you guys have a gig last night, and yep. you got a gig tomorrow, and you're just gigging your brains out. Big yep. gig last night, 7,000 people. Yeah. Nice show. Redlands. Excellent. Redlands, yeah. Yeah, yeah we got to get that. Uh, so, guys, uh, you'll know, we'll put it in the credits or before, so where Bill and McKenna are playing for the <laughs> next next three months or whatever, uh, whatever the time period is. But, Bill, um, Elvis here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that's what. Okay. <laughs> N- now you got it. Oh, it took I thought you it was that long. Douchier. Oh, you got it. <laughs> I thought you just like my Louis, my new look. Come on. Just kidding, uh, kind of. Bill, listen, I, it's got to be amazing. I've known you for a long time, and I just your career. You know, tell tell the audience, tell your fans. I mean, where you started. You're from Santa Ana, so you're a local boy. Yeah, uh, uh, Bobby was. Uh, Raised in Anaheim, I was raised in Santa Ana. Bobby had a little group called the Variations, and and, and I had a rock and roll group, uh, the Paramours. And back there in '62, it was pretty odd to have a little rock and roll band because rock and roll was just kind of coming in, especially to to white kids, you know. Uh, right. Uh, but uh, then a mutual friend of ours uh, was working Vegas a lot, and he was from Orange County and he wanted to come home and put together a band that he thought would uh, get a lot of work. So he took Bobby and Bobby's drummer and myself and my guitar player and put us together. But I'd heard about Bobby and Bobby had heard about me. Sure. Bobby uh, Hatfield, by the way, everybody. Bobby Hatfield. Huh? Bobby Hatfield. Bobby Hatfield. Last name in there. My little brother. (laughs) But, uh, and then, you know, we we were working just a John's Black Derby, a little club in uh, Santa Ana. And it was so much fun singing with Bob because he was raised on rhythm and blues like I was. Right. Which is very odd. I think we were talking about it earlier that 
It's two little white guys from Orange County. You mean the blue eyes? <laughs> blue eyes, yeah. <laughs> Sound, sounded so rhythm and blues, but uh, we both, without knowing it, when we were 15 years old, trying to dial in on the radio, uh, Hunter Hancock for All Black Station in L.A. So it was so much fun singing with Bob. You know, he was a great, great, great singer. Well, what made that duo so great? What was different about your voices that made that duo so wonderful? Well, I would say me. No, <laughs> there it uh, is. Of course. My man. Of course, yeah. <laughs> no, the, the truth is we shouldn't be a duo. I mean, we probably are a quartet with the missing the two guys in the middle. I was ba bass baritone. Bobby was a legitimate first tenor. And uh, and I, I kind of had this thing higher out of my range to get up to where Bobby was so that the songs would have that, that kind of energy. We, 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 were, we really loved authentic Little Richard rock and roll and and uh you know bb king and all that well let's let's go back to that top gun thing uh we were talking about top gun you know you lost that love and feeling when you did that with specter phil specter and barry it was man barry man right yeah um you had a hard time with that well yeah it was really odd because bobby and i had two two kind of two different careers and from 63 to 65, we were doing nothing but rhythm and blues. And a lot of people thought we were black until color television came in and damn near wrecked our career. But, uh, uh, <laughs> career. <laughs> color television. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one, right, guys? Damn you, RCA. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, we're, yeah, and when we, and Phil Spector wanted to produce us, which we thought was very, odd because all he did was mainly was was girl groups yep and so he called barry uh, barry man and cynthia wilde and said i'm going to produce the righteous brothers write a song uh, for me and they wrote love and feeling and and we met with uh, uh barry man and, and phil and they were singing us the song and and uh, it was it was almost all, the way they sang it to us, it felt real bubblegum. It felt Phil Spector. Right. Because it was in a higher key, and they were doing it fast. It was like, you never close your eyes anymore when I kiss your lips. So you can imagine Phil with the wall of sound. Yeah. And, uh, and but, but I couldn't get to you, Lonsanne, I couldn't get to that high note. So we said, Lord, a little bit. And I still couldn't do it, but every time we would lower, lower the key, he would slow it down. And it finally got to the key of C, you never close your eyes. And say, you never close your eyes. Right. So it just became a whole different, whole different record. So was Phil already doing his wall of sound producing when, he, when you were working on that song? Oh, sure. He was. Yeah, he had, uh, you know, the, the Ronettes and, uh, and, and all those. Right girl groups, uh, Darlene Love, and just a lot of them. Yeah, he was, matter of fact, it was pretty much the end. I think he did River Deep Mountain High with Tina Turner. He did, and he, yeah. he, he, he was a brilliant man. I mean, he, that he guy was brilliant. I, I, I a mean, murderer, but a brilliant man nonetheless. 
Well, well, he wasn't so he good at that. that yeah. Turns out he wasn't good at that. Yeah. 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 Um, Just saying. Now, now, we're not going there. Um, right, fine. But he would, like today, when you cut something today, you know, you got somebody doing something in Tennessee, somebody doing something in New York, somebody doing something in England, and then they put it together. You guys did it all there in one spot. And yeah. by the time you walked out of the studio, Phil done. was done. Yeah, it's... Uh, <clears throat> Yeah, in our days, you kind of had to, you had to be a real singer. You had to kind of really know what you're doing because Love and Feeling was done on two or three track machine. Oh, wow. And we overdubbed. Did you not have auto tune back then? Yeah. Oh, no. (laughs) I wish. Uh, No, they, and uh, two or three track, and just the rhythm section, he had like 18 guys, you know, three pianos. I think four guitars, and uh, you know, just the wall of sound. You know, and Hammer, you bring that up about you know being on soundtracks. Uh, Bill, you did a lot of songs enough of soundtracks. Ghost is another real popular one. What's the difference between you know putting a song out for a soundtrack of a movie compared to another? I mean, does it completely support the other stuff you're doing? Is it an effort to have to go do that? How do you how do you do your soundtrack music? Well. Uh, I've, I've done so many different ones. I think they said I've done 30, 30, uh, 30, 30 movies now. But uh, it just all depends on, on the movie and, and the song that they bring you. And, and it also depends if they're trying to sell Bill Medley or they're trying to sell the song or is it the right... You know, like Unchained Melody was just the perfect song for Ghost. And a Grammy Award winning song. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it just was the right song for, for that movie. Right. And uh, time in my life that I did for Dirty Dancing was just in the right spot of, right. of the movie, you know. And do they typically write those songs and give them to you, or do, you, do they ask you to write them? They, they wrote it. These guys from the, the East Coast wrote the song. They called me, and... Uh, they said, uh, Kenny Ortega, who was the choreographer for uh, Dirty Dancing, Dirty said, Bill Medley has to do this. Bill Medley's the voice for Patrick Swayze in the 60s. And so they called me and said, we want you to do this song for the movie. And I had just finished a song uh, for uh, Sylvester Stallone for a movie called Cobra. And um, I love the car in Cobra. It was a very cool car. It's a very cool car. Yeah. <laughs> so I did a duet. I did a duet with Gladys Knight for that movie. And these guys now they call these guys call me from the East Coast and they said we want you to do this movie song for the movie. And I said, well, what's 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 the movie? He says it's, it's called Dirty Dancing. I said that sounds like a bad porno movie. <laughs> and uh, starring, I'm sure it was afterwards. <laughs> and afterwards it yeah. was. But uh, I said, and and they wanted me to go from California to New York to uh, to record it. And I said I can't do it. Uh, Paul and my wife is uh, expecting our child, and I promised her uh, I would be there. And. Uh, so I can't do it. And they sent me the song, and this the song was already written. And even when they filmed it, you can kind of see Patrick singing it a little bit while he was dancing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I turned it down, turned it down, and 
and finally they had my child, and it was McKenna, and now she's on stage singing it with me. Absolutely. And she's right over there. And she's, she's great. got a great voice. <laughs> she's a great voice. Yeah. And a great kid. Um, so finally, finally, Paula, I said, please have the baby. I need a hit record. And uh, so <laughs> she had the baby, and they called me, and they would call me every week. So Paula, have the baby up on. And so Paula had the baby, and they said, Jennifer Warrens wants to. Uh, sing it with you if she can do it with you and i think jennifer just had that hit with joe cocker yep up where we belong yep yep and uh, so it's kind of the beauty and the beast uh situation <laughs> the, the low funky gravelly voice against that beautiful voice of the, hers the interesting thing about you bill is i remember years ago and i won't say what artist i was with working because we were at paradise studios in la and i had been there for four hours and I'm sitting in there having a coffee. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. And Linda Ronstadt walks in. And I, hey, Linda, what's going on? She goes, oh, I got I to gotta hit a few buttons. So she went into the studio. She came out uh, <laughs> 20 minutes later. I, I said, uh, what's going on? She goes, oh, we're done. I said, how many <laughs> songs did you hit? She goes, five. We're done. Oh, yeah, I, I, you know, but you're like that where you get, you've got that voice and you, you just pound it out. Some well, people, they, oh, you, you know, I mean, how many times have we sat there and, okay, we got to redo this, redo this, redo this, right? Well, yeah, uh, love and feeling. Well, the, the first time, he, he had made all the tracks, so we put our voice on pretty much last. And uh, the first time we went in, Phil, Phil was, was very private, and he didn't want anybody to know how he produced the tracks because they... It was, it was very unusual what he did right. and, and very brilliant. Uh, not so much the sound, but how he gathered all that and put it on two tracks. I mean, you listen to Love and Feeling, you say, that's not possible. It's not possible, exactly. But he, uh, uh, the first, first time, the first night we went in to, to sing our Love and Feeling, he would let all the producers come into the studio and that was his time to shine. And it would be his party. And I mean, a couple of the Rolling Stones were there and this and that, and Stones were friends of ours because we went on their first American Beatle tour. But they, but when you're recording- Wait a minute, album, back up, back up, back up for these guys that don't know this. You just kind of skipped over something that's are. super huge right there. Uh, the first tour were the Stones and the Beatles? Yeah. So tell me about that real quick. Well, we were asked to do the first American Beatle tour. We did that, got done with that. And then we, we were asked to do the uh, Rolling Stones first American Beatle tour. And it was in California, which we were real big in California sure. at that point. And this is before Love and Feeling, Little Lap Loopy Lou and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, but we, uh, we worked with the guys for, uh, I don't know, three or four weeks, and we worked with the Beatles. Well, the tour was supposed to be longer, but we asked to leave because we, we had a, an offer to do a TV show called Shindig. Oh, Shindig, yeah. okay. Shindig. Which, uh, which was, you know, it was like doing the Ed Sullivan show every week. It was just huge. Right. And we became regulars on the show. And, uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, we've, open for the Beatles and the Stones. 